before I actually delve into like the super news, um, I wanted to kind of just touch base on how I feel about the funeral yesterday. Uh, like I said, I'm not a bit very big fan of uh, Bush, 41. But I did make an observation, and I think a lot of people kind of feel the same. The funeral kind of fell flat for me. It didn't feel real. Not saying that it's a fake funeral, but it just didn't feel right. It felt very sterile, very mm, uh, do orderly for a funeral. Uh, it was, you know, I felt like John McCain had a presidential funeral and the media was writing about John McCain as if he was some sensational person and Bush not so much. Like there were titles like John McCain, war hero, but Bush was a war hero too. He was shot down by a plane and picked up by a, you know, bubble heads in their subs. Regardless, for me, it fell flat. And there were really weird occurrences, too, you know. Uh, the programs seemed to be very interesting, the ones held by the Clintons and the Bushes and the Obamas. We saw that Hillary Clinton's program had, like, a hidden little card in there, looked like a Christmas card or something like that, and it could have probably been, oh, no, he's going to state that he's considering William Barr as AG or anything else. But I think that was it. And I noticed Jeb Bush's face because here's where Jeb Bush is into this too. Because when Barbara... So when he was standing there, he was like smiling and all happy and at peace. And then suddenly he gets, you know, this uh, waved uh, program in his face, looks at it, and suddenly you see pure panic in his face that was legitimately panic what you saw in his face and I think I know why now because when the news came out from William Barr I was thinking wait a minute I know that name from somewhere I really know that name from somewhere why would Trump consider that William Barr is a good candidate as AG why because he said we should investigate the Clintons. There's a lot of deep staters that say it. Lindsey Graham says it, but he's batting for them. Drake, Trey Gowdy says it, but he's batting for them. So, you know, these deep staters, they say a lot of things to sway you, to think, to make you think that they are on your side. It's kind of like uh, how uh, Sharia-compliant Muslims will, taqiyya, which is, will lie just to get things done. And that is allowed by their God to lie as long as, is it, as, long as they're penetrating a government, flipping people into becoming Muslims, or invading. Right? So this is exactly what the deep state is doing. It's taqiyya. They're telling you whatever you want to hear. I mean, come on. The Muslims have convinced people uh, that, you know, they're gay friendly. I mean, the deep state can convince you that they're on your side. So, where do we go from there? Where do we go in regards to, okay, so we've got the deep state, takia takia. Where do we go? Oh, boy. So anyone listening, uh, you can read this. I actually published it just a few minutes ago. I have documents in there that I challenge anyone to refute the authenticity of those Department of Defense documents. Now, William Barr is not who you think he is. George Bush wasn't the man you think he was. Neither is Bill Clinton. Well, we all know that about Bill Clinton. But there's more, believe it or not. You know, in D.C., they referred to Bill Clinton as an Arkansas hick. Actually, there's a quote of Oliver North from someone that was actually present when he said it. He said he's an Arkansas hick. Now, I want you guys to, I think maybe we should do this as a story time. Because 
what you're about to hear is going to crush a lot of realities. Anyone who's listening who's, um, I would say, 55 and above, maybe 60 and above, will probably remember this. So, Noriega, drugs, Panama, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, all those nice places. And someone was telling me, yeah, there was a movie, and it's this, and it's Mina, and it's like, wait. Wait, here are the real facts, because I actually have the real documents putting William Barr right in the middle of this. And, you know, I um, wrote up an article how uh, just, you know, kind of my own spiel on what I saw at the funeral and how I felt about it. But in there, I made this statement. George H.W. Bush was not a one-term president. I, a lot of people have compared him to Andrew Jackson. That's not a compliment. So he was actually a three-term president. And the reason I say that is because just a few months into his presidency, like, oh, well, Garfield. Garfield was actually taken out, but months into his presidency, he was um, he would have been assassinated if not for quick thinking. And see, the one thing I remember when I, and like I said, I'm a bit of a nerd. I go through the Library of Congress every now and then, and I read newspapers from the days of yore. It's really interesting to actually see the Democrats call the Republicans black Republicans. That's how they used to refer to Republicans, you know, when they were taking away their slaves and stuff. So y you can actually find it on the Library of Congress. Just look at newspapers around the time of 1861 and so forth. Well, in one of those newspapers, it discussed how Abraham Lincoln was um, deciding to get Andrew Jackson is his VP in his, you know, second round. Why? Why? Because if the Democrats are like, yeah, we could get somewhere with Andrew Jackson. Why? Because he became president. Because he died. So Lincoln died. That was the plan with Bush. But, you know. Reagan was a little bit strong, and Reagan learned after that to keep in his lane. Who are you, Mr. Actor, non-politician, telling us? No, no, no. You either stay in your lane or you find the same fate as JFK. So when I tell you guys that I believe that Bush 41 was a three-term president, I could back it up. Don't get me started on Garfield. Like, seriously, I'll just, I sound very repetitive every time I have a show. I tell you, the past proves the future. If you look into history, y it pretty much illustrates what we have in the now. It makes sense. It's your proof. You don't need to go looking into crystal balls. It pans out. There's a pathway. It's kind of like knowing if you're walking in a straight line and there's a wall in front of you, you will hit it. Right now, we're walking on a path we can see in front of us because if we use the tools of knowing, hey, there's a bump every five steps or this and that, whatever is in the past, we'll be able to determine our future, avoid things, or at least see them coming. So... This is a big deal because I hear a lot of people saying that Vice President Pence won't run again with President Trump. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We can't trust anyone. We're just going to keep him in there. We're just going to keep him in there. So anyway, going back to Bush, because this, this nomination, this, you know, recommendation for nomination being William Barr is interesting because it's 100% tied to Bush. Something people do not know is that when Bush 41 was Vice President Bush, who ran the show, William Barr was his right-hand man. 
He did everything for him. All the dirty work. So basically, there is documentation that I've put up. The first document that I've put up there is a license to kill that George Bush gave to someone under code name Pegasus. Now, this guy was ex-military, turned intelligence, left the military, decided, you know what, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Two years later, he was told, well, you have no choice. You're coming and you're going to work because we've poured a lot of money into training you and you're going to do what we say. And anyone in the intelligence community can vouch for that. You could say you're out, but there's going to there's gonna come a time where they're going to be like, I know you're out. I know you're out of shape. I know you're sick. I know this, but you still got to work. Because nobody else has your experience and it's going to take too much time to train them. So he was activated. Operation Pegasus. What is Operation Pegasus? Well, you'll find out. I mean, everybody knows it as, you know, the whole drug cartel and that Barry Seal was this really, really bad drug mule and he was a pilot and he was from Louisiana and it's like, no, 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 no. See, this is where you could see the media was reporting whatever they were told. Now, back then, I don't know if it was so much fake news as to not having access to stuff and just having to deal with whatever they were told. But here's the thing. On ToriSays.com, the article is actually titled William Barr, Bill Clinton, 5,242.7 kilometers, $100 million, and dope. So, a funny story is when you're in the Navy, and I think in other branches too, when you cross the equator, or when you're close at least, you know, there's a tradition that you get kind of like initiated into the group of, hey, you crossed the equator. You know, if you don't cross the equator, you're called a polywog, and then when you do it, you're a shellback. Well, let's just say that William Barr was a hardcore shellback. He was indeed Vice President Bush's right-hand man. Now, I'm going to take you back into time. So we have this 007 license to kill, bonafide letter. And now we're going to talk about 1985. So, basically, at the embassy, William Barr, Mike Harari, and Buddy Young you know, um, we're all at the embassy in Tegucigalpa. Now, what were they doing there, right? Good question. Why is the CIA, the right-hand man of the vice president, down there? Well, you know, Barr would always say that he comes on behalf of the vice president. <coughs> and, you know, a couple of these people are people that, for some reason, my source had met in Arkansas. Where was uh, Clinton then? Yeah, he was governor of Arkansas, right? Anyway, so they had to go and meet with other people and discuss things. I've put up placing, you know, William Barr where he is. I put the actual flight plan order from the DOD. Now, uh, about, you know, 10 days later, they flew into a, remor a remote resort in Costa Rica. And during that meeting, was uh, there was William Barr, Oliver North, General Noriega, and then via telephone they had, you know, Bill Clinton and the vice president, and then there's Barry Seal. So basically they, you know, General Noriega and Barr were already there when the other people arrived, and they were sitting down and they were talking about having lost $100 million worth of cash or drugs. Remember, William Barr was sitting with Noriega saying, I don't know where all this money went, or I don't know where all these drugs went. Like, why would Vice President Bush sit with Noriega and chit-chat and say, where's the drugs, where's the money? 
So anyway, they sat there, they discussed, they had computers, and suddenly they discovered that, you know, um, you know, wherever the sources, where they were going, where the money was going, um, it would be found. So they figured out that their locations in Ohio and Colorado were clean. That left Arkansas. And so they all discussed that it could have been Barry Seal or Bill Clinton that were siphoning from the enterprise. So this enterprise they had, this dope company, you know, they're like, hey, Bill Clinton must be skimming $100 million off or it would be Barry Seal. And Barry Seal was a very, very, very humble man. Um, he wasn't flashy like Bill Clinton. And we all know how Hillary is. I mean, come on, guys. So anyway, they discuss it. They determine that this is happening. So Barr literally um, spoke with um, North, right? Oliver North and said, you know, it's definitely happening in the Arkansas area. And he said, it's either Seal, Clinton, or Noriega. And it's like, but Noriega's with you. Why are you saying that? But hey, you know, the fly on the wall couldn't really say much. So then anyway, Barr proceeds to call, you know, uh, the vice president, advises. But guess what else he did? He literally contacted Bill Clinton. He called him and said, hey, governor, you know, there's a lot of money missing from the enterprise. It's like $100 million, uh, you know, uh, and that's a lot. So it's disappearing onto your route, to your state from Panama. We need you to get your best guy on it and figure out where this money is. This is William Barr talking to Bill Clinton. Now, we need to resolve this or there's going to be big problems. And he repeated it a few times. So he told Clinton, get your best guy on it. Now, the way the story we know goes, we know how did they give it to us. Well, they said Barry Seal was a big drug dealer and he was working with a cartel and Noriega did all these things and he was found to be guilty of it. Is it true? No. But that's what they did. They set up Barry Seal, who was actually Bill Clinton's right-hand man. And I have all the documents there showing where they met and who they met with. These people are thugs. You know, we think them... You know, uh, trafficking children is disgusting. Trafficking humans is disgusting. Wanting slaves, because that's basically what they want, is disgusting. And then not only that, they have their drug rings. I mean, this isn't far-fetched, right? They have their own drug rings, and because the wrong people had their eyes on it, and the drug cartels were getting PO'd. They're like, these guys are taking our bread and butter, man. We're making the coca, and and they're making the money. You know, this is this is a huge deal. I have him quoting that Oliver North said, one more year this and we'll retire. And then he made a remark saying, well, you know, concerning Barry Seal and Governor Clinton, well, if we can keep these Arkansas hicks in lines, that, that is. What? Like they didn't like him. But can you believe that? I guarantee, uh, you know what? If anyone out there can, can, can refute this, I'd, I'd let you c- come on in. But this is the way it is. There is no way that Donald Trump would be thinking of hiring this corrupt crony, William Barr, as attorney general. He's trolling them. There is no way. I mean, Some may say, well, he may be doing that in order to expose them because, you know, he will have to, you know, there'll be a detailed dig, dig, dig report. I mean, bottom line is I was able to get all this out. Who's to say that someone else isn't going to get more? So this is pretty incredible. For me, I think this is the most incredible thing that has happened so far. To just see that... We have a person that 
you know, our president is putting up on the chopping block for AG. And, you know, when he nominates someone, they're going to go through him like a fine-tooth comb. But it's incredible how nobody's talking about this. For me, I find this a great answer to everyone in the deep state. Because on the heels of the funeral of Bush 41, he nominates his right-hand man who is dirtier than anything you've seen. This man has taken out lives knowingly, framed people knowingly, and literally framed people that were serving their country. So this Barry Seal guy was a pilot. He was just doing what he was asked, just like the guy that I have on the record was doing just as asked. These are soldiers. I mean, you could say, well, as a soldier, you should know better. You're you're hustling back and forth cocaine and money, and you're listening. But I'm sorry. You know, many of us in service have seen things and heard things that we can't repeat. He was just doing his job. So bottom line is, regardless if that soldier, that pilot, was in the wrong place at the wrong time and assigned to really dirty people, he was doing his job. And how they treated him was expendable. They put him on the chopping block. They had Barry Sealed tied up in a bow with an apple in his mouth. He was a roasted piggy for them. They did not care. They put it all on him, and they had the cartels take care of it. You know, it's not right. These are the people, Bush and Clinton, right? Because we could continue down the line to the next Bush and to, the, and, and to Obama, right? But these people, think about it. Just how we've been run all these years in the dark. Think about it. And, you know, so many people are, are saying, well, you know, he's been saying outspoken for the Clinton. No. That's Takia for, like, <laughs> corrupt people. They lie so that they can get what they want. And what they want is in. Because Mueller's going. I mean, you know, the criminal investigation into the Clinton Foundation may indeed actually lead back to Dope Inc. and Noriega and all this stuff that happened in Nicaragua, Panama, Barry Seal. It'll all come back to them. You can't erase stuff like this because there's people like Chip that document things, that talk to people, that tell people. Because that's the one thing you do, and I said it before, any intelligence person know this. You keep your mouth shut, but you make sure you have your stuff somewhere that you can access it or have someone else access it in case of emergency. That's what they do. That's what they do, right? That's pretty old school, though, right? Now you can't do anything like that, but we're talking old school. So what do we have here? Are, is this a way of President Trump making it known to the deep state, hey, I got this? Because Jeb Bush was also mentioned on this. Hold on. Um, where did he mention Jeb Bush? Because I've had the this for years. These memoirs I've had for years. He said, where is it? He said at one point, that's if we keep him in check, right? And then he said, referring to the loss of monies in Costa Rica. I stood silently on the vat of leaves, listening to the conversation. General Alvarez had gone with the Contra leader to discuss logistics. The other three, North, Rodriguez, and Aminir, continued through the wooden building inspecting cocaine. North continued, but he, Vice President Bush, is very concerned about those missing monies. I think he's going to have Jeb arrange something out of Colombia. Whoop. Maybe this is why Jeb was upset. Because what if, you know, I mean, bottom line is, this guy, Barr, did a lot for Bush. And he only stayed in office for four years, right? He was a four-year AG. Clinton got rid of him. Could it be that they had a fallout? Could it be that he confronted Bush and said, Clinton did it, Barry Seal didn't do it, what is going on? Could it be that they fell out? I don't know. Because Jeb was pretty nervous and... Hillary Clinton was not happy with the postcard she received. And then this happens. So we just need to take a break right now and think about that for a second. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa. 
Play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck, drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you, and you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855 700 2978. 855 If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for MyPillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. MyPillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable MyPillow is with its patented interlocking fill. MyPillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code REDSTATE. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. So I took the time during the break to actually look at the messages. Um, And thank you, guys. Yeah, you can read everything. I mean, uh, the nicknames, everything. Uh, You know, it could be, you know, like I've said before, that people forget. Maybe even our president has forgotten, which I highly doubt. But people do forget. I want to play you a clip. I want you to listen to Lindsey Graham when he drops William Barr's name. Just listen to this. And this is even more of a a thing of a nope, nope, nope. Here we go. Take a listen. Come on, play. I would encourage the president to pick somebody fairly soon so we can uh, have a permanent attorney general going into the first part of next year. Does that mean not Mr. Whitaker when you say you'd like him to nominate someone very soon? No, I, I mean, that's up to the president. Uh, you asked me about Mr. Whitaker. I have nothing yeah. against him. I don't know if he's the best choice. You hear about uh, Mr. Barr, former attorney general. That's, that's a good choice. Yep, there are yep, a lot yep. of good names out there. I would just encourage the president to start 2019 as soon as we can of course. with a new attorney general that he has confidence in and we can get confirmed. The uh-huh. fact that you name drop the former attorney general, Mr. Barr, does that mean that's your preference? That's your first choice? Of course no. it is. <laughs> No, it means I read the paper and his name's in it a lot. So, uh, <laughs> Okay, so is that confirmation so, enough? That's it confirmation. won't be me. Let's end with it. It's not going to be me. He's got I, a lot of yeah, good choices. Definitely not you. I'm not one of them. I, I, no, take, no. I take your point on that one. <laughs> He's definitely not his choice. We don't want him. He's a corrupt clown. So when you see the deep staters confirm someone real quick, 
you know that they have a plan again. Mueller's done. Uranium One. I mean, who delivered the uranium, guys? Come on. Short memories again. It was Mueller. So, you know, there's criminal investigations against Mueller. And that's why the third investigation that was on that redacted document, the one that only had a couple lines, was the one on Mueller. So Mueller's not supposed to know about it, so there's not much to say about it, is it? Could be codenamed Drain the Swamp. Who knows? So where are we at? Do you really think that President Trump would put bar? I personally don't. But here's the thing. Something people can probably surmise from the expose of where, you know, what William Barr was doing before he was attorney general. He, he was the right-hand man of Bush, above all spooks. He controlled all the communications with satellite communications. And remember, he was chilling with Noriega in Costa Rica. This guy is someone who can be compromised to the deep state, meaning you can get him to flip on them. I mean, one of them is already dead. And the way (laughs) Bill Clinton looked, he's probably on his way out. He's probably got one foot in the grave already anyway. So this is pretty, pretty, pretty much a very big deal. These statements being made, everyone talking about Barr. A lot of people were talking about Mina, and they're talking about this and that. But they don't know that he was literally sitting with Noriega before they recommended to catch Noriega and before they pinned everything on this guy, Barry Seal. Poor Barry Seal. And my article has his picture on the front. Because these are the unsung heroes. These are the people that leave soldiers left behind. And remember, what did General Flynn say about Hillary Clinton? That she is the type of person that leaves soldiers behind. That was his issue, if you remember. And this is another indication of how much the deep state values soldiers. They don't. Soldiers are nobodies to them. Soldiers are not irreplaceable. So what does that tell you? Can you imagine now just how deep this government within a government is? This is incredible. They're saying that Barry Seal was like, you know... Uh, you know, worked for the CIA and was in with Escobar and all this stuff. He was a pilot, guys. He was the pilot. The other guy that gave this information was the other pilot. He was Clinton's pilot. He was the mule. <coughs> he literally dropped those, you know, balls. You know, they have like um, random fuel bags. They're like balls. And what they would do is have gasoline, you know, fuel for aircraft or whatever in there. And they'd have the cocaine literally inside of that. That's how they would transport things. So they're saying that he was a drug smuggler for the Mendelin cartel. Like, seriously? Does anyone really believe that? No. He was just a pilot. They handed him over. They handed him over within a year of that conversation because that conversation, less than a year actually, that meeting that they had about the missing money and all this stuff, and Bush was very angry that they were missing $100 million. Like, hey, now that you're supposed, well, definitely not at the pearly gates, but wherever, you know, 41 is right now, he needs to give, you know, a good reason as to why he decided to have a target put onto Barry Seal's back. I feel so horrible for that man and his children that are alive right now. It's just incredible. You know, it's pretty funny how his wife died in the same year too. You want to, did you, did you know that? He was, um, he was married. He had like five kids. Um, he was murdered on uh, February 19th, 1986. And they say assassinated. His wife or his spouse, whatever you want to his wife, his third one, was Deborah Dubois. 
She died in the same year. Coincidence, right? Totally. Total coincidence. He has children that are alive now. You know, it's it's pretty sad. His children had to be raised without a dad because he was serving his country. His wife also died, you know, um... And there was someone who actually did some really good reporting to find out what happened, you know, um, in regards to both their murders. And uh, one of the daughters in June actually sued over the rights for, you know, a movie that they made. Um, She was suing. Because I think she knows the truth, too. I think a lot of people know the truth. The fact that they made a movie demonizing her father when he didn't do anything. The bad guys here are Clinton and Bush. And, you know, William Barr, he was a middle guy. I mean, Mr. Barr, you're probably going to listen to this. At some point, it's going to come on your ears, right? It's going to fall on them. Why did you tip off Bill Clinton? Because it seemed like Oliver North wasn't really, well, he was in on the whole drug smuggling. But he was more into finding out um, who did it. It's pretty incredible, guys. I mean, every day this man, you know, who serves our country right now, imagine the attacks he's getting. They are constantly all over him. Our president suffers every single day being surrounded by these kind of people. These people that have no moral compasses, don't care about anyone but themselves, and basically treat any human being. And, you know, there's many people that have said it about Hillary Clinton, how she doesn't care. She dismisses people. They are lower than her. She's the best. She doesn't have time to talk to regular normies. And I can tell you, two times in my lifetime I've been around her, never spoke to her, ever. But it was the creepiest experience. I mean, she has this impression that she's higher than thou, you know. It's kind of like the face Obama made when he was sitting at the funeral, like you could see up his nostrils kind of thing. It's pretty, pretty incredible just thinking about that, that these people have done so many atrocious things and they still have the guts, they still have the face to come out in public and educate and spew lies and continue on that same path. It is disgusting. So what do we do? I know that next week, uh, you know, Huber is going to be testifying. We're going to have the uh, uh, report on the uh, Clinton Foundation investigation. We're going to have that. The question is, what will the recommendations be? What will come out of it? Will we see a link back to Dope Inc.? Will, you know, because we do know that a lot of documentation is left Arkansas. We already know that they've been indicted. The Clintons have been indicted on various things. And it's not just their charities where they made $100 and only spent like, you know, what was it, like 5% on actual charitable stuff. Everything else was like travel, salaries, and office supplies. <laughs> like how many markers or highlighters did these guys buy? So the thing is, is that we know that there are things coming down the pipeline. But how far, how far is it going to go? Because, as I said, starting with the Clinton Foundation, it allows you to go to the next level of investigation and the next level and the next level. And obviously with the Clinton Foundation, Uranium One comes up, Libya comes up, you know, and these can get expanded onward. And so Mueller gets implicated. We've got Comey. We've got Obama. We've got Lynch. We've got Clapper. We've got a whole lot of people that can be, you know, going in. Because corruption, there's a saying, and and I don't remember who, so I I don't know whose quote it is. It's definitely not mine, which is corruption is like a snowball. Once it starts, it just keeps on going. And at this point, we're at the point of an avalanche. This snowball has come to a stop because Trump said so. 
he's tired of it, we're tired of it, and we're ready to just, okay, you're done. But a lot of people say, and Scott Adams, who's on in the morning um, on Red State, said that it'll take a lot of time because it's been embedded for so long. And, yeah, it's from the time of Lincoln. You know, they found a way to subdue the slaves and uh, deal with, you know, making them free, etc. But Andrew Jackson was no Republican. He was not a statesman for the people. He was corrupt as anybody can be. And we see it. I mean, I seriously urge you guys, when you have nothing to do, just go to the Library of Congress online and just read newspapers from before. I mean, if people actually did, they'd know so much more. It's incredible when you read it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that will really, you know, for me, it bothers me. You know, like where they're selling people, like their cattle. You know, there's advertisements for that in there. Uh, And that bothers me. But, you know, at that time, that was normal practice, so I can't say anything, right? It's kind of like in, you know, 40 years from now when, you know, vaccines hopefully will be terminated. People are going to be like, oh, my God, it's outrageous. They were even giving them out for free, you know. Uh, back in the day, you used to give your kid chloroform when they <laughs> when they were sick or cannabis or, you know, alcohol. And, you know, you can't do that now. It's like, what were they thinking? <laughs> they were giving babies chloroform because they were sick. Um, so I urge you guys to go back uh, and read some of this stuff. I, I so enjoy doing it. And now uh, with my kids, um, you know, the one that's in, uh, serving right now and She's actually a soldier, one of my children. She just enlisted um, as a reservist. And my other one is still in middle school. So she'll, uh, my eldest will have a break from college and the other one from school. And it'll be our time where we sit down and we literally sit down as a family and kind of go through a newspaper and talk about it. And this is how you learn things. You learn from your past it's kind of like my mistakes. I've made mistakes in my life just like everybody else, right? Just like Trump has. But the thing is, those mistakes should be your badges. Those are badges of honor. Oh, I did this. And boy, if you wear it like a badge, that's a lesson you learn. And you take that experience. Now, obviously, I didn't live in the 1800s. Obviously, not even in the early 1900s or mid-1900s. But reading the papers and understanding what was going on, guys, you'll see it's exactly the same now. During those times of turmoil where there was a big shift in the way the country was operating, it's a pretty big deal. Right now, we're at that point with Donald Trump. You know, how he wanted to, like, um, declassify all the JFK files, right? Obviously, we know George Bush was the only one, 41, right, that didn't know where he was. I can almost guarantee you he sealed them because he was still alive and didn't want him dying with that hanging over his head and all that scandal. So also, if someone dies, you got there's like a rule. Someone told me, and I don't remember who, it's something like five years you have to wait, um, you know, for them to be dead before you can actually release things. But at least, you know, Bush 41 won't be known as someone bitter. Uh, He accepted his fate, accepted what he did. You know, this stuff coming out about William Barr is no big deal. I mean, there's questions that need to be answered, and and the questions are, hey, man, like, were you guys literally running a drug ring of coca in the 80s? Because that was like the drug of choice, right? Suddenly it's not anymore, but that's that's a question we can ask William Barr, though, because he's alive. And considering that he's going through confirmation, if he is, I would urge every single one of you to call Congress and ask him, why was he hanging out with Noriega? Why did they pin it on Barry Seal? And we want answers. I think that's something everybody can do. Get on those telephones and say, I want you to ask him what he was doing in Central America with Noriega on behalf of Bush talking about the enterprise and the drug ring and how money was missing, $100 million was missing in Arkansas. And tell me how the pilot 
was ultimately the one at fault, and it wasn't Bill Clinton. And tell me why you tipped Bill Clinton off. Because you can say that he needed to look into it, but we all know he took the money. Who was he married to? Come on, guys. She ran away with the White House China. She's not going to run away with $100 million in drug money. Are we serious? It was probably her idea to pin it on Barry Seal. Even though he had five kids. So these are really, really exciting times. Next week we have, you know, all these te- all these people testifying, reports coming out. You know, kind of like I aged up my article. And let's hope this crystal ball is wrong. I was like, you know. It's all coincidental, all these, you know, deaths and delays. And when we had, like, that super important vote, you know, McCain suddenly had cancer. And, you know, then he died. And then, you know, that report was pushed back, you know. And then, uh, you know, because we were supposed to have Mueller's uh, report in August. But it was pushed back to November. He still hasn't provided it, by the way. Which is like a update report. Anyway. Because John McCain died, and now this, and now he's under investigation. And, you know, it seems like there's a lot of leaking, you know, because uh, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein advised Cohen that there was a plea deal when it's like, why do you know it, buddy? Acting Attorney General is supposed to know first. And the AAG did not know. So why did the DAG know? So that's a big deal. So it's a pretty hot mess. Uh, Pre-stat. Uh, resigned. Everyone's like, yeah, 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 we're draining the swamp. And I'm going to be General Flynn on this one. And kind of like he told Obama, nope, 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 ISIS is not over. I'm telling you the deep state is totally not over. We have not even begun. We're not even at the surface yet. We're actually looking at the surface. We could just see it. So now we've brushed away, you know, some debris, and we could see the surface. We have not. We have not scratched it at all so what we see all you know the resignations we see which are many nationwide (coughs) and not only elected officials but big companies right is is a big deal like we've never seen so many mass resignations people leaving people not wanting to talk people bowing out you know we've never seen such a huge amount of people at the same time leaving that tells you something and there's so many sealed indictments. It's incredible. So you're, you know, obviously something's brewing. People are actually working and doing things. But on the other hand, it could be deep staters trying to go out after the good people too. We don't know this. That's what's crazy. Because they'll be really quick to put you up before anything happens to them. They love themselves way too much. And, uh, you know, and we see this um, from simple things like interactions. Like I I, I was putting together a little piece because there is this amazing guy uh, that I follow online. His name is Richard Armand Mills. He's black. He's Hispanic. He's gay. And he's super conservative. And he's totally adorable from Oregon. Um, Works with Turning Point USA. Anyway, he had done a really good thread on how creepy and crazy Joe Biden is. Like creepy, like pedo creepy. So I saw today on Twitter where someone had responded to him with the eight signs of how you know your kid's being groomed. And so I haven't finished writing it up. I kind of just put it together and, and, and spliced in all these videos that he went and sourced for this thread. And I realized one thing. What are these senators, when they're being sworn in by Joe Biden, thinking? Like if anyone sniffed my kid's hair and said, hey, maybe I'll see you at home, you know, suggestively, or, you know, touch my kid's boob, they'd be knocked out. Like, but then on the other hand, I've seen so many cases of children that are trafficked and pedophiles that I've seen parents legitimately themselves hand their kids over for entertainment so that they can receive payment. I mean, all of us who are parents cannot fathom this. But I can tell you that that's the insurance they get. 
because it seemed way too compliant. The only one, and, and the video is stellar, shows um, Jeff Sessions smacking Joe Biden's hand away. And a mom saying, look at all these cameras to the other kid when she saw that Joe Biden touched her daughter's boobie. And I'm thinking, how are you so calm? I deck him in front of the cameras. I don't care if he was a crown princess. out. I don't care who he was. I don't care if it sparked, like, you know, galactic war. The guy would be knocked out. And these people keep their composure. What kind of parents are these people? And, you know, the more I do my digging, the more I do my homework, and I'm starting to delve into it more because after losing a very, very, very strong source for the Midwest child trafficking rings by politicians, big oil wigs, etc., he passed away. He was actually murdered. Um, I have come across other people that are coming forward that have worked with politicians. And the stuff that I'm hearing is incredible. Like, if a senator provides their child at a young age for entertainment or, you know, allows them to do things to them, you know, obviously it's with their consent. So that's insurance because say, like, you know, you swore in as a senator and for some forsaken reason, I don't know why, you're like, sure, Joe Biden, take my child, do what you want with it. Or sure, X, Y, Z, take my child, do what you want with it. And then you come out, you know, complaining, he's going to say, but he told me to. Because obviously you're going to nail the, the, the soccer that did it to your kid, but they're going to nail you and you're going to be strong higher than they are because they're just sick and disgusting. But you as a parent that is supposed to protect your kid, putting it in that situation is even worse. You know, so this is why murderers are bad, but the people that, you know, plan and plot the murders are worse, right? So that's something to think about, you know, just... This is poor President Donald Trump's world. He has to be around these people. Like, how do you even look at Joe Biden after you've seen him sniffing kids' hairs and touching their boobs and stroking their face and saying disgusting things to them? How do you even look at him? Like, he was perverted with me the times that I've crossed paths, and I'm not that hot. It's like, ew. That's this swamp is so deep. It's incredible. And, you know, there's no better man than President Donald J. Trump to fix this. I'm pretty sure. But may God give him strength because it is so far deep and so riddled with disgusting and just out of this world things like nobody can fathom someone doing things like that to a kid. Right. But they do it. And because they think it's okay at the time. Or, you know what, my kid's a kid. It'll forget about it. Maybe this explains why most of senators and congressmen's kids are all, like, messed up. Because they were insurance policies. But anyway, let's keep our eye out on Barr. Let's see how this plays out. Tomorrow should be good. I think something's dropping tomorrow, something big. So we'll see. Until then... Uh, you can follow me again on Twitter, Gab, and go to ToriSays.com for the full article and the full um, interview with Chip Tayton. It's actually his memoir, so. Have a great evening. Wishing you health always. <laughs>